0: Going on, everybody. How we doing? Welcome to the Lads Corner, episode three. Uh, we're back here again, uh, doing what we do best: shooting the shooting the shit, <laughs> all things sports. Uh, so let's just get right into it here. Um, we're gonna open it up with the return of Jack Eichel. Uh, I know Vegas fans were pretty excited about that. Um, let's see what the boys have to say about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I watched the game. Um, it's great to have him back. Obviously, being the number two pick behind McDavid, he's obviously a pretty special talent. And now that he you know, he's got some line mates to play with there in Vegas. Obviously Stone's out, which doesn't help, but he played with Patriaretti, which is I mean, he's one of the better goal scorers, always has been for his whole career. So uh oh shout out to Vander in the back. Love it. Yeah. That's our youngest fan, our youngest viewer.
0: He'll he'll be on the pod in a couple of weeks. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was good. It's good. It's good to have him back. He's been through a lot. Obviously you guys can talk a a lot about it as well. But I don't know if you watched the game. It wasn't a great stat line, obviously they got shut out, but what do you guys think? What do you think of the whole return? And and I don't know, did you guys catch the game?
2: I didn't watch the game. It's just a good story. I think only one other athlete's coming back. This came back from like that kind of neck surgery. I think he was in a fighter or something. So it's good to see, see how he returns. It's a neck injury. So you never know how someone's going to be after that. It's not like a wrist or an ankle. So it's hard. It's just so funny with Vegas. They're like, oh, we got to move all this cap. Riley Smith, and then Mark Stone gets put to LTIR. Like, it could be another Tampa Convenient. situation. Exactly, right? On oh, nagging back injury the whole year. Yep. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> ready, ready for
3: game one of the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just funny. But, yeah, as I said, he finally has comp- uh, competent teammates. Like, he doesn't have to be on his game every night like he did in Buffalo. He can actually take some nights off but uh, yeah, it's it's good to see his return and hopefully he gets back to the way he was in Buffalo.
3: Yeah. When he's healthy, he's a top 10 player in the league. So, I mean, he hasn't really, he hasn't played much in the last uh, two years. And like you said, he didn't have great teammates around him in Buffalo, but um, Vegas is as good a situation as any to, to go into. Um, like they're a top team without him. Um You had a top 10 player in the league to that, that team i mean they got to move out some salary cap once um everyone's healthy but you know they're still gonna be pretty pretty elite team so i'll be kind of excited to see how he does there
0: absolutely couldn't agree with you boys Lauren. i mean you know like you guys said it's a great spot for him and it's good to see him get out of buffalo because obviously he wasn't enjoying it but uh we'll keep it to the ice here and i mean you know we're three episodes in and we haven't really talked much about it um let's go to the olympics uh and take a visit to Beijing, um, you know, on the ice there, um, you know, Team Canada and Team USA on the men's end. Uh, kind of disappointing uh, the outcome that they had this uh, this year. Um, let's weigh in on that a little bit. What do you guys think, and what do you think went wrong for both teams?
2: I think we all knew once the NHL wasn't going to go, the European teams were going to dominate. It's just that they don't have the t- – they. All the good talent here is in the NHL went over there. They got the K and the SHL. So, no surprise, really, in the that rushes in the gold. Finland could have been a little bit of a shock. Yeah. Canada's team was absolute doggy, though, going in. They, they had no expectation. And that's, well, <laughs> that's what, I, well, I, so. I don't know
3: about that. I think they probably expected gold still. But wow. I think, I think Canada and US both went with younger teams, right? They had some like guys from the CHL. Um, US had guys from NCAA like their, their teams are pretty uh, pretty young they went that way and, and I think like Brad said, uh, the European teams of all their pro players in the, um, in their pro leagues' the like KHL and the SHL and that um, you know it's still boys against men, I guess and, and they, they won so
1: yeah I mean I'll, I'll be that guy and say you know at least it was a good experience. For the, for the young guys just at the very least you'll we'll get that I mean uh you got McTavish and Power on the Canadian team and a couple other guys as well so with the World Juniors coming back and from in August from what I understand um that should yeah. give them a, a little bit of a boost there obviously same goes with the other players in the tournament that played like I know Beniers, I think was on the American team so it'll be cool to see those guys come back in August and and try and run it back I know they only got a few games in of the, the World Juniors in December it was kind of a flop but um, yeah, disappointing that Canada and the U.S. won't get to meet in the gold medal game this year, but hopefully um, we get some of that matchup in the World Cup of Hockey if that ever gets uh, gets put on again.
3: Yeah, and the World Juniors too. I think that, uh, that'll
0: that be pretty fun in August. Yeah. yeah. and I mean, you know, to touch on the World Juniors as well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, I've been reading it and you can, you know, repick your team. It's a completely, you know, clean slate. And I mean, you know, Uh, A few of the guys on Team Canada, uh, especially Powers, right? Um, You know, going into that tournament there, he might not even play, Um, especially if he's under contract. Um, I think he might, you know, be getting ready for Buffalo, is what I was reading. Um, You know, if they do let him play or if he does decide to go, um, you know, that'll obviously be a huge addition. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And obviously, different, you know, time of year, but it's always probably one of the best tournaments. But I mean, let's stay on track with Canada and U.S. and let's go to the women's gold medal game. Um, You know, yet again, Canada and U.S. meet. Um, As always, it was a great hockey game. Uh, Canada jumped out to an early 3-0 lead, um, courtesy of Marie-Philippe Poulin. Um, You know, she does it again. She does it year after year um, on the big stage. And, I mean, Canada comes out on top and, you know, rightfully so, they beat uh, the U.S. earlier in the Olympics. 4-2 uh, um, but I mean I want to hear what you guys have to say uh, if you watched the game or if you watched any of you know the women's women's hockey at all uh, watching these guys so
1: uh, let's get into it I, I just have a quick note you, Canes and Brad you guys can touch more on the game and the outcome and stuff like that but I saw a tweet from Sean Shapiro on Twitter about the the views on on television uh, NBC they averaged 3.54 million viewers uh, which comes out to more viewers than any NHL game this season and the second most-watched hockey game in the United States since 2019. So no doubt that this was a, uh, a highly anticipated game here, and, you know, they showed out. It's, it's always fun to watch them, and to have Canada and U.S. in the final just makes it even sweeter. But, um, yeah, what do you guys think about the, the game itself?
2: That's actually a crazy stat, like, especially for women. That's huge. Yeah. But, yeah, the game was really good. Uh, throughout the tournament, Canada dominated everyone. That game against the US, it was like pretty even. Like USA dominated the first, and then second was pretty much Canada, and the third was pretty even. So I knew going into the gold, it would be a pretty even match. And I think I saw today Marie-Philippe Poulin is the only player to score in four gold medal games. Something ridiculous like that. Like she does it every year. Absolute tank. Yeah. She's and as Sex said, man, against the US, that much better especially watching on NBC because they always show, because that's American channel, they always show their interviews. Yeah. They're always like, oh, they think they own hockey. They're, <laughs> they think they're so good. It's like, yeah, we fucking proved it, baby. I love it.
3: Um, yeah, I uh, I agree with you there. Um, it was it was a great game. Uh, love the uh, like them getting up to 3-0, Canada getting up to 3-0 lead there at the start. and um, US kind of came back and Made it interesting, and the Canada closed it out. Um, like already said, there, Poulin, um, you know, does it year after year, and um, I think Sarah Nurse as well. She's uh, um, well, Poulin gets all the a lot of the attention, but I think Sarah Nurse is um, like a, a a big piece for for Canada, and, and she does a lot. She's pretty invaluable, uh, pretty invaluable player. She had a, a goal and an assist, I believe, in that gold medal game, and um yeah it's been been a pretty big worker for uh, for us
0: and um i mean you know next olympics there i'm excited to see canada u.s again in the uh, gold medal game unless something changes um but i mean you know as for the olympics i've watched a little bit you know outside of the hockey itself and i mean you know it's always fun to watch all the different shit that they have going on but well, I think the main focus always is, you know, the hockey. And they always show up, um, which is, you know, always exciting to see. But, um, you know, the Olympics is coming to an end here shortly, I believe. Um, so, I mean, let's go to another big event that's coming up this weekend. And, you know, if I stand corrected, I don't know much about this topic. That's why we'll let Canes take it away here. Um, let's go to the Daytona 500. Boogity, boogie, boogity, about eh, buddy? Yeah, boogie boogie boogity. boogity, boogity. <laughs>
3: um yeah I, I think it'll be uh this year it'll be really interesting um back with uh they're, they're back to full fans now so i think there's 120,000 uh seats at the daytona 500 and it's it's been sold out for over a month now um so i'll be great to see um this year here too they've got uh the new next gen uh cars so um you know the, so it'll be it'll be interesting um i think that in years past, you, you used to have these sort of elite teams that would, uh, um, you know, like would kind of dominate the the running. Whereas now, um, these new cars kind of level the playing field for everybody. Um, there's a couple new teams coming in, um, so I think it'll be be interesting to see. Ford uh, cars look pretty good in qualifying. Um, so you've got uh, Larson, Bowman, and Keselowski one, two, three to to start the uh, start the race um Kozlowski uh is probably my pick to uh, to win it um he's starting in third but uh he's got a good car um and he's got a couple teammates right behind him and um, ford does a pretty good job with working together to get everybody up uh, up to the podium there
0: and, you know, nascar nascar is always you know interesting to me um <laughs> i know last uh last year when we were in a uh, COVID shutdown, you know, me and Keynes would just rip NASCAR on PlayStation <laughs> for hours. I, I had no idea what the fuck was going on or what I was doing, but, you know, it, it's good, it's good shit to play. And I mean, you know, it's, it's good to watch and it's you know, a reason to get drunk and smash pints with your buddies on a Sunday. Um, but I mean, I, like I said, I don't really know much about it. Is uh, Dale Earnhardt still kicking or what's going on?
3: No, he's, he's been retired for a couple of years. Uh, he was going to be my senior, senior. passed away a while ago, too. So. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I thought he was sending
2: a shot at senior there. So I was gonna yeah. that's going to say... Actually, he, he, uh, seen,
3: senior, senior did pass away at the Daytona 500. I do so, think
0: yeah. I remember something like that.
3: Yeah, it was 03. Um, speaking of death, so, uh, uh, Kozlowski's dad, uh, was pretty sick last year going into the, uh, Daytona 500 and and uh, basically it was kind of they kind of knew he wasn't going to make it through the whole the whole year and and Kozlowski said to his dad we're going to go out and win the the Daytona 500 and it looked like uh, he was right neck and neck on the last lap um, ended up uh, ended up in a big there was a big wreck in the last lap and uh, he was in it and so he didn't uh, he didn't technically finish um, and then his dad uh, ended up passing away there in December so. Um, Kozlowski said, uh, uh, yesterday he's, he's pretty fired up to, uh, to get a win for, for his dad today. So, or for, uh, Sunday. So, I mean, yeah. um, yeah, he's my, uh, he's my pick.
0: I mean, to keep, keep touching on NASCAR, uh, my little man over here in the corner, uh, he's getting fired up. I don't know if you guys can hear him, but, uh, he's telling me to take Kyle Busch. So Kyle uh, Bush. I'm going to roll Kyle Busch this weekend. Uh, Is that I the M&M and m if guys, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're all yeah, in on M&M Kyle M&M Busch right. here
1: yeah do we want to uh do you want to jump into the the golf here the little midway recap see how the boys yeah. are doing
0: yeah i'm sure we could talk about nascar all day but let's uh let's hit the green
1: so so far we got three of us safe with our picks uh going into the weekend here as we speak Keynes' pick bubba watson has a putt for birdie to make the cut and uh on 18, And, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to have that live update. Uh, we might update you by the end of the pod here. But, um, you know, we got myself with Justin Thomas in third. Brad's got Cameron Smith, T7. Where's Patrick Cantlay, T59. And Bubba Watson right on the cut line at T76. So we'll see if he can uh, knock that down for Birdie. But I don't know if you guys have caught any of this so far. But uh, Neiman is off to an absolute hot start at minus 16 on uh, on the lead there. But uh, what do you guys think so far of the week?
0: I mean, I've been tuning in and out. Um, you know, I usually like to catch the last two days there. But, um, you know, when you got a little bit of a wager on, I mean, you got to check in every now and then. I mean, you know, Cantley, um, I was expecting a little more from him, um, especially after, you know, how well he played last weekend. Um, but, you know, he struggled a little bit. Um, Don't know what that might be. I mean, he shot a 70 on the first day. Um, And then I think he was plus one today to break even. Uh, Like Seg said, just, you know, on the cusp of the cut there. Uh, If he does make it, you know, hopefully he does turn it around. Um, But I mean, you know, has to go for, you know, this guy in first place. I'm a big golf guy, but I've I've never, you know, really heard of this guy. I don't know, Seg's, if you, you know, you've heard of him. Um, I mean, I know you're big into golf as well. Um, But. I mean, you know, when I looked at it, you know, at the beginning and I saw what he did on the first day, I was like, holy shit. Kind of shocked. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he keeps it up. Uh, You know, some golfers usually get off to that wicked start. uh, And then, you know, pressure gets to them on the last two days. Um, I mean, it'll be a good tournament. It'll be a fun finish. Um, But, yeah, hopefully Cantley can turn it around and hopefully he makes a cut. Uh, What do you boys think?
3: You know, I, I wouldn't even ask me, to be honest with you. Like, my predictions on this whole podcast since we started it have been just shit. Yeah, but like, I would just, I would go go just three missed and the three cut. 0-3 <laughs> on hockey, <laughs> yeah. So, 0-3 oh, <laughs> on hockey last week, right, 1-2 on the UFC. Breaker 9-9. Nine, nine. You know, Bubba seemed like a good pick to me. Um, you know, coming in, he, he's won this tournament three times. Um, he's, he was rolling coming into, coming into Thursday, and, you know, I haven't watched too much of it. Um, you know, sports schedule. I usually try and catch the Saturday and Sunday um, portion of the of the golf there. And but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if you guys are listening, I wouldn't really take what I see on sports seriously because <laughs> it's not been good so far.
2: I'm l- i liking where my guy is right now. I like it when you're in the top ten going into the final weekend. You're not too high up where you don't have pressure on. Just takes two good games. Or two good rounds to get up there and like he ain't trunk slamming, so my pick is better than better than Kane's and Weirzy. So yeah. I'll take a top ten pick right now. Hopefully uh, he powers through. I know there's a lot of good golfers near the top, so who knows.
1: He's a good player too, man. He's he's you know, he's off to a
2: does he start, start off in a mullet?
1: Yeah. Is he yeah. off a mullet? Oh, he I is, yeah. He's sweet, dude. Yeah, he was three under today. Justin Thomas seven under today. Just lit the course up. But uh yeah, where's he? We'll see if your guy can can turn it around here and have a good few days Saturday, Sunday.
0: Yeah, can we get can we get a live update? Is that everybody's done now for today?
1: Yep. Bubba just uh he just bogeyed the last hole. So he's definitely out. He's two over on the tournament. That's not gonna get us done. In? Your guy, even par, yep, cut lines at even, so uh he's in.
2: Also, good job to all of us for not picking John Rahm as the favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah, John Rahm, uh, not not so hot there, that's for
0: sure. I mean, you know, I know Cantley. You know, he was he was my main guy, um, and you know, he's not doing too hot. But Will Zalatoris, uh, what is he, thirty second? I think he is.
1: Yep, tied thirty two. Three, three,
0: three under, right or something yep. like that. Yep. I mean, you know. The way, the way golf works sometimes, as my dark horse, I mean, you know, miracles do happen. So, I mean, maybe, maybe something will, you know, bright side will happen there. But I doubt it. I don't know. Like Kane said, predictions have been shit. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully we can turn it around here tonight uh, with uh, our slate here that we're going to get into. Uh, we're going to go back to the ice and look at three games um, like we did on our first episode, break them down, talk about them. Um, Uh, And then the lads will get the predictions going with the scores. Um, So why don't we get into the first one here? Uh, Let's get into the Oilers and Jets. Um, What do you boys like, and uh, who do you think is going to take it?
2: I can pop it off. I actually think it'll be a close game. I saw Edmonton line juggled again last night. Evander is now playing with Leon instead of McDavid. Hyman's up to the first line. I kind of like that look so far, not going to lie. But Winnipeg's rolling. Now that Wheeler's playing, you got the whole boys cooking. If Hellebuck can stop something, they should – I'll take Winnipeg. I'll say a score when everyone's done.
1: Yeah, I'm going to jump on that train too with the Jets. Um, Didn't take them in the first episode and regretted it. So uh, let me me reverse that and take them this time around. As Brad said, Wheeler's hot. Um, You know, Hellebuck's expected. Mike Smith expected. Let's see if they can keep the momentum up and uh, and bang a couple past Smith. Um,
3: yeah, I passed on Winnipeg uh, last week and regretted it, and uh, I'm gonna pass on them again this week. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Because uh, I I think yeah, like Brad said there, I was gonna touch on uh, them line juggling a bit, and um, I like that uh, having Hyman up on the first line with David there. He's kind of the the exact guy he needs. Create some space for him. Not that McDavid needs a lot of space grade, but um, you know anything helps with him, and he's a good enough uh, guy that he can he can kind of contribute offensively as well. Um, I think Kane and Dry Drysaddle is a good good uh, you know two thirds of a line. So um, yeah, I, I'm on I'm all on the Oilers for, uh, for this game.
0: Well, Keynes, I'm glad you said the Oilers because uh, I'm on the Jets. Um, but I mean, if you were if you were to get on the Jets there, uh, I think I would have had to flip the switch and take the Oilers <laughs> just to, just to make it interesting. But yeah, no, I think I think last time on the pod. Well, you they,
3: know, uh, you know, if all four of us take the Jets, it's going to be like a six nothing win for Edmonton, hundred percent.
0: And I, I mean, um, I think it was the Preds that they played last time round, and I mean, you know, mm. e- easily we were we were all on the uh, Preds there, and it didn't work out. But you know, I like this spot for the Jets. Um, Even though the Oilers are coming into this game, winning their last four, uh, the Jets have actually won three of their last four. So, you know, both teams are playing, you know, pretty good hockey right now. Um, It'll be an interesting game to, you know, watch and see what happens. Um, But I mean, the Oilers are one in five in their last six meetings against the Jets, uh, which I did like. Um, So, you know, made me feel a little bit better uh, when it comes to making my prediction for this one. Um, And the home team, 4-0 and in the last four matchups. Jets are at home here. Uh, It's an easy one for me, and I'm going to roll with the Jets. But uh, the next one that we'll get into here, um, I mean, I don't know if you can say it's going to be a pretty game or not, Um, but uh, let's go Bruins and Senators. Uh, Who wants to kick it off here?
1: Yeah, I'll start. Um, You know, as a Sens fan, it pains me to watch the season they're having with all the young talent they have hopefully in the next couple of years, they start to make a push closer to get into the playoffs and, you know, they get Sanderson in there. He's an absolute horse and has been all year with his university. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Sens, you know, they're, they dig deep against these better teams. Um, <laughs> they've, uh, they've taken a lot of games against teams. They had no business being even close to on the scoreboard. And I think with Marshand out, um, we might see that again. Um, it's going to depend heavily on, on Murray. He's expected to be in the pipes, We'll see how that goes, and uh, I think if he can hold it together, uh, they may surprise some people on Saturday.
0: Sense, huh? Wow.
3: I'm with you there, Seggs. Uh, I was <laughs> just going to say that. I think they, they play, uh, like you said, they kind of almost play to, to what their opponent is. Right? Like, they play to that level. Um, Boston's a good team, but um, like you said, without Marshawn there, um, that's a pretty big uh, big piece to miss. Like, he's a be top 10 player top 15 player in the league yep um you know they're at home they're uh they they have fans back in the building for the first time i think the boys will be buzzing so i'm i'm uh, i'm taking sense
2: the last time ottawa played boston i said this would be a dark horse game and it was a snooze fest i think boston won like two nothing <laughs> or something and defensive battle yeah yeah exactly big neutral zone game trap game <laughs> uh I'm just gonna keep a senpai thing. Yeah. Boston in an ugly one.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Bradley. Uh, you know, I thought you were gonna say Sens fan there. Uh, you know, or sorry, Sens, Sens there being a Sens fan. Um, but you know, you took Bruins, so I'm rolling with the Bruins as well, and it's an easy pick. Um, you know, Bruins have won four of the last five versus Ottawa. Um, you know, like Segs has said, you know. Some of these games, the Sens have no business being in, Um, but, you know, they're always there against those, you know, good teams or, you know, half-decent teams. They always seem to hang around a little bit and make it interesting, Um, but, you know, what really gets me here and, you know, why I like the Bruins in this spot um, is it's a big bounce back game for them. Um, You know, they just went down 4-1 to the Islanders, and to be honest, you know, I'm a betting man, and, you know, I like to make wagers every now and then, and, I was on the Bruins that night. I thought, you know, they were going to take it pretty easily against the Islanders, um, and they got stomped 4-1. Going into Ottawa here, I believe, uh, that's where the game is. Um, They're on the road, um, but I still like them, um, and I think they'll win it pretty easily. So uh, I'll kick the uh, prediction off there for this game. Uh, I'm going to say 5-1 Bruins.
1: Um, I'll go 3 2 Sens.
3: That's what I add to 3 2
0: Sens.
2: Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Since Boston won last time 2 nothing, I'll go 2 1 Boston.
0: Okay. okay yeah, Bradley likes that, that, that ugly finish.
2: Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a highly anticipated matchup on the docket.
0: I don't know who the expect. You said Murray's expected for Ottawa 6?
1: Yeah, and Swayman.
0: Swayman I mean Swayman seems to be talked about having a bright future um you know I haven't really you know been following the Bruins I mean you know me being a person that you know recently moved down to Boston you know from Canada um you'd expect that you know I'd follow them a little bit more but I haven't really so I don't know what kind of seasons he season he's been having um but I mean it'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be an ugly one I think like Bradley said um, but let's get into the Leafs and Blues here, uh, the last matchup that we'll touch on. Um, I actually think this is going to be a really good hockey game. Um, I don't know about you guys. Uh, we'll weigh into that right now, and you will know, see your guys' predictions. Um, my little man's making noise over there again, and he's going go to uh, go with the Buds. He's going to take the Leafs, and so am I. But I'll let you guys touch, and I'll close it out. So go ahead, I'm pick.
2: I'm picking Toronto just for the sole fact that St. Louis lost to Montreal last game which is absolutely atrocious. That's the only reason I'm picking Toronto and they beat Pittsburgh, so they're eyeing the high. It'll be a close one though. I think it'll be a great game too.
3: Uh, I'll go the opposite actually. Uh, because they lost to Montreal, I think the boys are gonna be pretty fired up uh, playing Toronto. Um, St. Louis is a good team. They're big heavy team kind of built almost exact opposite of, of Toronto, but I think that uh, you know the boys are gonna be gonna be buzzing. Saturday night, and um, I think uh, St. Louis is is kind of going to be pretty uh, pissed off losing to, to Montreal there, and they're going to come in and, and have a lot better game against Toronto. Uh,
1: I'm going to go with the Leafs as well as Bradley and uh, Wierzy and Evander there. Um, after St. Louis, like Brad said, losing to, to Montreal, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, and I don't think they're going to fare any better against a much better team being the Leafs. Matthews is coming in as well with a, a couple of fresh jibs after running face-first into the crossbar. So oh, yeah. he's going to be ready to go on a new, <laughs> a new set of teeth. And I think, uh, I think we'll look for him to get a couple as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, you know, I'll touch on that. I already said I'm taking the Leafs. Uh, I'm looking here and I see Huso's expected, Campbell's expected. You know, Huso's actually been you know, pretty solid this year for them.
2: Really this good. Huso's the new starter. And,
0: Bennington, you know, I don't know. He's just been hit and miss. But Husso's been pretty good. And Campbell to start the second half, I mean, he's struggled a little bit. You know, he's, you know, you know, let in more goals than I think has been expected. But, I mean, you can't be perfect all year. Um, and, I mean, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Um, but to, you know, touch on that a little more, the Blues are actually 7-2 and two in uh, their last nine meetings against the Leafs. So they've had, their, they've had the Leafs' number pretty good, um, you know, and like you guys said, they lost to Montreal, so they'll be hungry for a win, which, you know, I can see why you guys might like the Blues. Um, but the Leafs have been a solid team at home, um, you know. I think they've kind of always been uh, good at home, uh, other than when it comes to the playoffs, and that's a whole different story. But um, low-scoring game, I think, uh, real good matchup, um, and, you know, I like the Leafs in this spot. So, uh, I'll go three two in overtime. Uh,
1: I'll I'll take uh, I'll take four two for Toronto.
2: Can I make two predictions? Of course. If Huso is starting, it's gonna be like four two Toronto. If Bennington's starting, I think Toronto's putting a six spot. It'd be like six two six three.
3: Yes, I'm going uh, five three blues. I just have a question
1: for the lads, actually, before we yeah. before we move on to the, you know, the end of the segment here. But I I want to know your guys' predictions as the season's not not, not the halfway point, a little past the halfway point. But who do you guys have for the Rockets so far? Am yeah, three four. We, yeah, I was gonna say we got a couple of close guys. We got Drysettle Matthews, Kreider, and Ovechkin all in the thirties. And then you got DeBrinket, Connor, and Larkin in the mid to high 20s, right behind them. Uh, if you guys had to take a pick, who we uh, who we looking for here to to close it out to get the rocket?
2: I think Matthews the main reason, is he has Marner. It looks like Drysdale's getting most of his goals on the power play because McDave's setting them up. But Matthews gonna... got Marner and scores fucking even strength power play. Better yeah. team.
0: And I mean, you know, I, I'm going to roll with Matthews too. Um, but I mean, you know. I think we talked about him on the last episode there. It's a, you know, shot in the water. And I mean, it'll probably never happen. But, you know, like Brad said um, previously, last episode, you know, he's always, you know, so underrated. I'd love to see Connors come close to it. Um, you know, switch it up, make it, make get it a little different, you know, tighten up that race. But, uh, I mean, you know, easy pick for me is Matthews. But I'd love to see Connors finish the year strong and keep doing what he's doing with the Jets.
1: Yeah, Canes. What about you, man? Who do you think?
0: Uh, I
3: got. You can't count out Ovechkin. He's right there. He's four four goals back. Um, I believe he's got a couple games in hand on some of those guys um, ahead of him. And um, you know, I mean, he he a guy that gets pretty fired up. Um, kind of second half of the year, so I think uh, he's he's kind of due for a big half of the year, big push for for Washington. He'll be a big part of it, and um. Yeah, you can't count him out. That's that's my guy. Yeah,
1: I mean just for the sake of the conversation, I'll, I'll go with dry Sutter right now. The guys in the lead by two. He's up there every single year. Um special shout out honestly to De in fifth place there. Just kind of yeah. right under the radar. The guy bangs home some goals almost every game. He's he's doing well with the team that he has, I, I guess. Mean, he's, he's
3: got nothing helping him out.
1: Yeah, literally that's what <laughs> like, I was going to say. I mean, he he pairs up with Kane for a lot of his goals which helps, but um yeah shout out to him but I'm gonna go with dry saddle for this one
0: That was a that was a good little, little point there um I mean you know uh, we're getting close to the segment I know you know we haven't really touched much about it and you know we were getting close to wrapping up but I kind of want to keep this going um and you know touch on something you know I know you boys like watching baseball and stuff and it's the opening day of college baseball and glad baseball's back but if you guys have been following any of this MLB stuff and their lockout, I mean, um, you know, what do you guys think? You think the season will get rolling just later, or you think it's going to keep getting pushed back? I mean, spring training, I think it was today, they just announced that it's been pushed back to at least March 5th. Um, I know a lot of the players aren't happy about it, but uh, you guys have anything to say about that?
2: I think probably just a late start. Every time I see an update, it's like, every other day they're talking and then rejecting an offer but at least they keep going back to the drawing board instead of just putting every talks off so i i think they will reach an agreement but it won't be by a usual start date i don't think
3: yeah i think uh i think yeah they won't have a usual start date but i think they're gonna have to kind of come to agreement because um you know everyone's lost so much money during the last two years with COVID that they can't really afford to push the season back too much. Um, they kind of, a lot of teams need those, those revenues. And even the players, they, they took uh, some pay cuts um, to play there with no fans in the, in some of the stadiums there. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, something will get done, but probably get, season will probably get pushed back a little bit, but not, uh, not too, too much.
0: Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, cause I was curious and I mean, you know, I know I, it'll eventually start and, you know, we'll start bringing, you know, baseball talk into the uh, podcast more often. Um, but I just wanted to weigh in on your opinions. And I mean, a lot of the players aren't happy um, Stroman, especially, but I mean, you know, that guy, that guy's a different kind of person. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I saw a tweet there. I can't remember who it was. I think it was a guy on the Cubs <laughs> fitting enough two cup guys just going after uh, the MLB and he said the last meeting was only 15 minutes. And he's like, I think I have a bat longer than that. So, I mean, they're there, there's, you know, they're, they're throwing shade out there, um, but hopefully it gets going. And like you guys said on the contracts, um, you know, they're taking pay cuts, but the amount of money that the MLB just throws out um, you know, when you look at hockey players and you know, the ability that they have and what they can do, um, I think they should be getting more money. I don't know if you guys want to weigh in a little bit on, you know, the uh, contract differences there to close out the pod or, you know, we can save that for uh, episode four. Um, you think the MLB players should be getting more money? No, no, no. NHL. Oh. NHL should be – NHL players should I mean, I think, you know, MLB players are way overpaid. I mean, you know, Juan, Juan Soto, what was that contract?
1: Uh, 500 uh, milli.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> he's what it's, I was is, 22 i think yeah something stupid yeah and like that. He, they're offering him 500 mil i mean it's crazy
2: it's just the price of the league differential the nhl's worth so much less than the mlb that's how the salary yeah. card is the- determined and stuff that's why nfl that's why nfl's so much higher like the difference with NHLs, nhl is they waited so much longer to jump on stuff that they kind of missed the first opportunity they had a big paycheck but I mean, it it is what it is. Like, it's it's hard to describe to someone who doesn't know sports why they get paid so much. It's just the league isn't worth as much as the MLB.
3: And and the other thing too is that, um, yeah, like those two leagues, like the um, the NFL and the um, uh, MLB, their their, rank, their arenas and ballparks hold so many more people. Than mm-hmm. an NHL arena does. Like you're almost triple, you know. Like a Cowboys stadium holds like eighty five thousand people. You know, and most most NFL stadiums are, you know, well over fifty thousand. Whereas, like the biggest the biggest rink in the NHL is, is the Bell Center in Montreal, and it's still it's I think it's still under thirty. Oh, that no. can hold it in that capacity. So, um. You know that's a big reason why they're getting paid, uh, they're getting paid more. But, um, I was going to actually say, uh, ask you, Weirzy, yeah. um, with the, the lockout, um, and, and this whole thing with the, the MLB and, and the contract talks and stuff. We're yeah. almost getting into spring training here, and there's a couple big names that haven't signed yet because they can't. So, I think that'll be kind of an interesting uh thing once uh, once they come up with uh, whatever agreement they they do uh, to see where, where guys go.
0: It will. And I don't, I don't know the full list off the top of my head, but I mean, you know, one big one, you know, that obviously I do remember because I'm a Jays fan and, you know, um, I follow them uh, big time is Chris Bryant. And I know, you know, he's big, he's big on the market and a lot of teams want him. Um, You know, there's talks about maybe him going back to San Fran, you know, reuniting with the Cubs, um, you know, maybe the Jays making a trade to open up space for him uh, to come here. I mean, you know, I I would love to see him come and play third base. That way you can keep Guerrero at first. Um, Because, you know, then Guerrero can really just focus on his bat. And, I mean, you know, hands down, give him a couple years, you know, he's going to be one of the best hitters in the MLB. Um, So I want him to really focus on that. And, you know, having a versatile guy like Chris Bryant, Um, who can play really anywhere in the field. Um, But then Freddie Freeman as well, right? Um, I mean, you know, he's another big name. Um, I've seen some talk about, you know, him maybe not returning to the Braves. Um, I mean, they did just win the World Series. It would be awesome for him to come back um, and, you know, try and do it again with Acuna, um, Albies. You know, that's that's a good little team that they have. But, you know, the Yankees are always in the mix on everyone, just like the Leafs. You know, TSN will, you know, say, oh, you know, so-and-so is, you know, looking at the Leafs, the Leafs are looking at so-and-so. Same thing with the Yankees, man. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them, um, but they had Rizzo. I mean, Rizzo's also, you know, on the market. Another first So what, what, what do you do there, right? I mean, you know. Pretty two, sure
2: Judge's contract is up too, no? Speaking uh, of the Yankees? I,
0: you know, I don't think yeah. so. Maybe next year. I don't season. think so
2: next year because I, I saw the yeah, report posted like he might stay if he gets moved he doesn't care or something like that so i didn't know if his contract was up or not yet
3: well and and where is he so to your point there i think the thing with the difference the big difference between the yankees being linked to everybody and the leafs being linked to everybody is that there's no salary cap in baseball like the yankees just print money and they can just oh, buy whoever geezer. they want it's just cash to them whereas uh in hockey that's a hard salary cap and you know, you can't spend over, over the limit, and yeah, um, you yeah. got to kind of get creative. For them. but they always seem to be linked to everybody, at least do, and yeah, you know, they I never mean, end up getting ninety percent of them.
0: And it, it, I mean, even before the lockdown, like you know, some of the moves that were made, um, you know, kind of came as a surprise. Money wise, not really. Um, but I mean, you know, Javi Baez going to the Tigers, um, you know, I, I didn't really see that. Um. You know, are they going to be a contender in the next few years? Maybe. Was it just for the money? You know, was, was he going there just for the money? I don't know. Um, but, you know, he's he's always been solid. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest name that's still on the market, and, you know, rightfully so, is Carlos Correa. Um, you know, where is he going to go? You know, every, every team is kind of in the mix for him. Um, you know, there's been talks about him going back to Houston. Um, you know, obviously, Ties to the Yankees big time, um, uh, Detroit as well. Uh, going and playing with Baez, because um, Baez can really play, you know, short or second. I mean, that would be a good good duo up the middle and give them a, a shot at winning. But no, definitely, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, hopefully, this lockout ends. Guys can get signed and you know they can get the season rolling. Because you know I love I love baseball season, uh, just like you guys love hockey. But um, on that note um we'll save a little bit of that talk uh you know as the episodes go on here um and you know dive further into it um but for now uh we'll wrap episode three up here um you know everybody that tuned in that's gonna tune in we appreciate you guys um you know again make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms twitter it's the lads instagram or sorry twitter the lads corner instagram it's the lads Uh, Newly on TikTok there as well. We'll get that rolling more as well. And uh, that's the Lad's Corner as well. Um, And of course, where we upload all our podcasts um, every Wednesday and Saturday, uh, the Lad's Corner YouTube and Spotify. Uh, Make sure you check us out. We appreciate you guys. Gentlemen, as always, it's good fun shooting the shit with you boys. Um, And until then, we'll see you later.